Yo, May, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Dope. All right, cool. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to Ambi Podcast. I want to say thanks to everybody that's been supporting season one all the way through season six. And by the time you guys hear this, this will be season six, episode 17. Now, um, you know, as an independent music artist, it, I I never forget the, the event organizers or the promoters who um, take a chance on me and book me for their events. And this next lady right here, man, I got a chance to work with her last year for her event. And, you know, I always love to highlight my peoples in the industry, but especially those who are in the mental health field, especially my mental health practitioners and those who are just advocating for mental health. And not only she's an event organizer for the Ask Vegan and Holistic Pop-Up Market, um, she also has her own independent business called Jemmy Vision, and she offers life coach and life coaching and spiritual counseling. And um, so without no further ado, I want to stop talking, ladies and gents. We got Miss May Tang. How are you? Hey, Marlon. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure always. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> Good to hear from you. And thanks for taking the time for doing this. Seriously. Definitely. Yes, brother. Of course. Really Yo, appreciate May, I, you. <laughs> no doubt. I appreciate you too. Um, May, I asked all my guests, where were you born and raised? Man, okay, okay. So I was born in a place <laughs> yeah. called Macau. Mm-hmm. Bless. Uh, Macau, was, you know, a town or a peninsula in China, actually. And so, um, you know, I was born there. For anybody that has watched the movie, uh, what is that? Shang-Chi. That's where I was born. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, it's like the Vegas of China here when I was six years old and kind of raised, you know, in mainly like West Covina, La Puente, um, Roland Heights area, you know, shout out to the 626. Uh, but all in all, I've moved around a lot, a lot. So since then, you know, I've moved around mainly everywhere in California, including NorCal and Vegas and all the good things. And here we are, you know, been in San Diego and now boom, back to LA area. <laughs> Okay, you're in LA right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Long Beach. Yes. <laughs> right on. Um, do you know what prompted your parents to move out here to the U.S.? Or do you know the story behind that? Yeah, you know. So, like many Asian American families, you know, it's all about the so-called American dream. I guess there was a whole ass propaganda around that, or whatever you want to call it. But um, essentially, you know, if you ask my parents why they moved out here, they would tell me that they moved out for the better opportunity for me. So, you know, uh, it's kind of a blessing in a lot of ways. But I remember coming here when I was six years old, barely, honestly, did not speak one word of English. I was crying my eyes out in elementary school. Like, why'd you put me here? Um, Not to mention, I actually grew up in like a elementary school full of um, his. Hispanic and um, African American and other all the other cultures except Asian uh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Would you say the transition was hard? Like maybe the first couple of years or first year? Definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine, you know, being raised in a so-called, you know, just Chinese society or like, well, Macau, uh, the thing is, you know, in Macau, it was uh, owned by Portugal. It's kind of like how Hong Kong was owned by the British. Um, You know, it wasn't until like 98 or 99 that Macau was given back to China. And so there is like Portuguese culture there, but more so everyone does speak mainly Cantonese. Yeah. I think that's awesome that you were raised in the 626, uh, the West Covina area. Um, what do you remember about 626 and West Covina in like, you know, late 80s, early 90s? What do you remember? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, mainly I would say I remember the food. I remember the people, you know, a lot of people in the 626 kind of stay within the 626. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's like a whole city in itself. Um, yeah. But but what I do remember is just kind of like hanging out with the homies, a lot of house parties, a lot of um, just like vibes of around that, you know, growing up, obviously, like, um, as you can kind of see or, you know, for anybody that's like tapped into my social media and certain things like that. But um, there's just a lot of community around like make 
like I remember dance battles and certain little things and so um at least the circle of friends I had you know everybody was kind of in that type of flow but what's funny is more so even though I was like raised in 626 a lot of my friends they were so called like in LA like from Eagle Rock or whatever to like Long Beach and stuff like that because I was like oh this is kind of not like my vibe vibe here you know and so I like um I just love culture so you know that's why I involved myself around like music dance and all things because it just brings a lot of expression and creativity which is a big part of myself I feel Mm -hmm. and speaking of dance ladies and gents she's a dope b-girl and I I I, I barely found that out when I was looking at the page like oh shit (laughs) she knows how to up rock for real she's a hip-hop head I mean I, I mean, I knew you were a hip-hop head because you, you booked hip-hop heads in your, your show, but I was like, yo, yeah. she, can, she can b-boy, man. She knows She's from the culture, for real. Aw, uh, uh, thanks, man. Like, honestly, I wouldn't oh. even really call myself a b-girl, you know? <laughs> I just, like, just like an all-styles dancer, I really grew up on um, lots of different, yeah, I like variety, you know? I did jazz, I did hip-hop, and obviously, you know, a little whacking, a little breaking, and stuff like that, but yeah, I love dancing. Actually, my first memory of dance, I remember being three years old and my parents used to put on this Bollywood, um, this tape, this, you know, when we still had VHS. Oh my gosh, VHS. Um, but there was this whole tape I would watch over and over and I would sing the songs and it was just like Bollywood. And I remember mimicking like the dance moves and stuff like that and then you know just growing up it was like a lot of MTV and BET during that time when we still had music videos and not just reality shows Um, but anyway (laughs) so so yes but but yeah I mean you know like yourself loved hip-hop but grew up around a lot of underground hip-hop for sure you know everything from like living legends to um gosh like i mean geez uh, hieroglyphics and just a bunch of bunch of dope hip-hop um obviously like for those that listen to like la like if anybody knows like people under the stairs and you know just like i I just like to be different i really did she knows what's up she said hi ro (laughs) all right you know I see what we're working with tonight. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you this. So, besides dance um, and, and the hip hop culture, like, what were you into in junior high, high school? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. What did you get in high school years in particular? Ah, man, honestly, high school, it was mainly dance for me, you know, I Mm -hmm. literally, literally was in dance, I lived and breathed it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I did competitions and all the things, and um, I was junior captain, senior year, and stuff like that, and, you know, it was just, like, a big part of me, I feel like dance really got me out of trouble, Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, and, um, but aside from that, obviously, on the studious side, I always loved to read, Um, my parents still had me in, like, quote quote Chinese school stuff like that so I got into things like writing calligraphy and Chinese doing like just all these random things you know Uh, but whatever whatever I can get my hands on I really just loved and enjoyed it you know what I mean dope dope so me you graduate you graduate high school in your mind what was your plan and what actually ended up happening what was your game plan after high school god honest with you (laughs) I've always wanted to do psychology and stuff and it just kind of didn't work out for me in that way because like I really just realized that I didn't resonate with that you know Mm. um which is why obviously as you can see with like gemma vision and stuff like that it's more or so like in the so-called spirituality uh side quote quote um but you know with psychology and things I really counselor and that's what I saw myself as um naturally just through my life I've noticed a lot of people would come to me like just ever since I was younger I guess you know just for advice or just venting to me and certain things like that and beyond that I wanted to I was always fascinated with the human mind and just like why people are the way they are and why we like just breathe and act the way we do and and so you know that was definitely my my interest and um what my favorite favorite subject in high school and obviously that's why I took that as my major in college Mm, where'd you go where did you go to school for college 
Yeah, so I just, you know, I just went to um, San Jose State and then oh. um, Cal State LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, shout out to the Bay Area, but um, but definitely it was a, it was cool. I didn't like do anything quote, quote, extra, extra prestigious, but also, you know, just to be real, I knew that school wasn't really like, I, I didn't, obviously I excelled and made sure I got like, A's and B's or whatever and stuff um but all in all I just really really wanted to make sure that um more so for my family that I finished school but it yeah. just never really fully quote like resonated you know what I mean so yeah <laughs> what do you remember about the community of San Jose what did you learn about yourself moving to the Bay Area yeah you know the Bay Area what it opened up for me was like if you compare LA people to the Bay, I mean, Bay Area people are hella extra friendly. They have their yes. whole language. They have their own lingo. They have their own music, like the music that yes. would be in the Bay Area would hit first. And then it would come to LA and people would be like, oh, how do you know this song? You know, and it's like, yeah, we've been listening to this, to this in the Bay like five months ago or something, you know? And um, and not only that, but Bay Area people, they taught me like they were so more open. Like LA people, it's like, if you go to a club, like you know not all clubs but most of the time people would be like what like they'll just be standing around and just kind of like <laughs> judging each other xyz but the bay area it's like you know a, a hot fine ass woman <laughs> would dance with like no offense like an ugly guy and it would be cool because they, they just they, it's just vibing you know and they don't they don't judge like that and so you know for me i thought that was like always so beautiful because it opened that side of me removing like the la side of me you know what i mean so that I could be more so-called open to people and not so like LA. <laughs> Just put yeah. it at that. Yeah. Yeah, Southern Cali, we can be, we have this, um, we have this demeanor where we can be a little hard to impress, you know, and just exactly a little bit closed off and not so open-minded and embracing others. And uh, every time I did a show in the Bay, it was always love, always good energy. So I love the Bay Area. Um, so you do Cal State LA and then mm -hmm. after that what, what was the next plan like you did school mm -hmm. then what was your mm -hmm. next plan after yeah you know so honestly when I just after all that you know my oh man it, we we can talk for hours on this but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know life just didn't go the way I thought you know I like I said I thought I was going to be a psychologist but after I was done with you know just getting a bachelor's and all the things and really thinking about getting my master's number yeah. one you know um my parents you know I'm just completely honest you know they grew up in like um in general their whole life has been like more poverty and you know they've always lived off of just like being blue colored like as far as their occupations and all their things and so when we um you know the just for me like having to take quote quote school student loans and all this stuff it was just kind of like a thing where i'm like mm, you know this just isn't like something that i would um want to continue because for me i also believed where if i didn't truly 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 know my purpose i don't want to like quote quote spend more money or waste money and stuff like that you know and so um so from that you know somehow i just ended up doing a lot of quote quote random i guess you would call it jobs you know um a lot of different things i mean um more so i fell into like the whole sales and marketing background as far mm. as like the corporate world um mm -hmm. did a lot of like business to business sales from every type of industry you can think of mm -hmm. from like women's fashion to um you know like the dental field to like um informational technology i mean i feel like i've really really got to um carve out and learn about so many different industries and so many types of people and just the way i move it's just like it really taught me how to be like a chameleon but then on the side you know aside from that too I always had my hobbies again you know I dance was still in my um just in my energy and so I was in like an all-female hip-hop crew for a bit too and you know just continue doing stuff like that and then aside from that you know I got into the whole music industry and started doing um you know video casts and interviews and a little bit of like music journalism stuff like that too 
Yeah, I just got to tour and like go to shows and stuff with like really, really, um, I guess, you know, you can call them so-called legendary old school people and just like R&B to like hip hop and stuff, you know? And so, um, so yeah, you know, it, it was, it's just so random, but at the same time, it's not so random because I feel like everything at the end of the day, it all connects, if you know what I mean. Right, because you're definitely in the mental health field and also <laughs> in the in the event planning industry and also right. in um yeah just planning the the pop up markets and um let me ask you this so mm-hmm. between mental between live coaching and counseling mm-hmm. and um, planning events and yeah. also you've had some taste in the music industry which mm-hmm. one was your favorite which one do you love to do out of all these hats you wear. You know, that's I'm being a dancer. I'm being a dancer. Um, I love I love a little of everything. I'm gonna be (laughs) honest with you. But (laughs) but if you just ask me, the first thing I would say is most likely like dance. Um there's something about being on stage and performing and just Mm -hmm. like doing it where I don't know, I love it. I love that, you know, when people just cheer and not even on like an egotistical uh, thing, but more so like when you're performing, it's like people are watching you and I love to be able to express through my body without words sometimes. And sometimes, you know, for me, communication and like, obviously I love to talk and, you know, it's it's something that I, you know, it's a it's natural for me. But, um, but sometimes it's like, I just want to be able to communicate with people with just and for people to watch you and move and when you move through music for me there's just something magical about it and I feel like I God universe whatever you want to call it just kind of like takes over my body and just where I channel into like a whole different person you know and um and I guess it's like one of those things especially when people quote quote don't know me they look at me they wouldn't think automatically oh she's a dancer you know and so um so every time if I have or when I have people are like oh my gosh like you're you're actually a dancer you know and so mm-hmm. I that part also I like that because it's like it's like that hidden identity that you know people wouldn't know until they know me <laughs> yes and um let's talk about your work in gen vision mm-hmm. and as a life coach um around what you did you start this and what inspired you to start this gen vision yeah um Oh, Gemma Vision probably started around, mm, I'm going to say about five years ago. And, um, you know, it actually name in Gemma Vision, other than me, quote, quote, being a Gemini, I also, right. you know, I see people, everybody is a gem. I, you know, I feel like, like crystals, uh, everybody has different properties. Everyone has different gifts and all the things and so my mission with Gemma Vision is to really connect with people and make sure that everybody is in tuned and in alignment with their whole mind body and spirit so that that way they're able to open up and channel through what they are here to be put for in this world uh, for me even with like whatever you want to call it um, energy spiritual counseling or um, whatnot yeah. I just feel like you know at the end of the day everybody is here for a bigger bigger purpose beyond what we are um, set for what, what we think we are here for and so my mission with that is just like a lot of times the so-called clients that I attract I attract them for a reason and what I mean by that is you know there's a lot of people they come to me and then they tell me what they're in need of or want to pass and go through and just you know evolve from and it's usually experiences that I've personally gone through or have been very very similar to of and so in a way I really really believe in the human consciousness of just the the greater consciousness and where each one of us all connects and in the same vibration um, but at the same time we're all on different levels and so as one consciousness you know I think one of my missions here is just to make sure that people kind of see that within themselves and the way it even started for me was you know I was going through a very very challenging time in my life and stuff like that and I asked God one day while I was overseas um, and you know I was visiting family and just like you know if if you can help me get out of these situations XYZ I will owe my life to you and you can use me as a tool and as a channel for this you know the next day I literally woke up with the thought 
meet and then like from there it was just like how everything started and so I started noticing and just like really being able to tap in and obviously like parents they were Buddhists and stuff and I always believed in the afterlife and I always believed in spirits and I mean I just have so many stories within my family too where like I've literally had like aunts and uncles and um and grandparents that got quote quote cursed um and like hexed by different people and things so like the whole supernatural part of it was something I already but to actually like you know put the walls down for myself and uh, and accept it within myself and channel with you know my my ancestors stuff it was something that just started opening up and um and you know it's like one of those things it was in my vibration but I was also very scared to like have that around me around my friends you know because I feel like a lot of my friends they weren't on that wavelength then and before I guess everybody got op- more open to spirituality and so then I felt like you know a part of me was like all these gifts were opening up and certain people were coming and stuff but then like I never truly like opened it up to where I tell my friends oh this is what I do and this is you know what I mean because it was like it was kind of weird I guess you would call it um but yeah and but officially I was able to like make it a thing thing about like three years ago and even then right now I don't really um promote it promote it like how all these like life coaches do in the way where it's like their full-time gig or anything like that um again I just feel like people find me and when they do it's it's perfect you know it's just when the and to me it's it's always just in alignment so yeah i love it um you're a gemini that means you got you got a little tupac in you <laughs> you, got, <laughs> Definitely. you got a little you got a little bit of easy in you <laughs> right <laughs> and ladies yeah. and gents i've seen this with my own two eyes like if they want if they wants to check a bitch she'll check a bitch i've seen it <laughs> um and and <laughs> and um and before we even get to that, like one of the things that's striking is like um, when it comes to dealing with this type of work, mm-hmm. I would imagine I would imagine you've gone through some intensive healing mm-hmm. your- yourself, or yes. or yes. you're still <laughs> or or you're still going through some intensive healing. Yeah, or, or you definitely seen some dark shit or been mm-hmm. through some fuck- fucked up things to definitely. handle this type of work, right? Definitely. Um, where are you in terms of healing in, in mm-hmm. terms of your your personal development like how did you get prepared to even to become a life coach and yeah <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. for sure I mean you know to be completely candid you know I was definitely going through some very 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 dark times in my yeah. life before or I mean I don't even like to calm dark I just had very in- interesting um expounding experiences but you know what like like they say um diamonds are formed under the 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 highest mm-hmm. highest pressure right Mm -hmm. and so for me you know I I don't I wouldn't even like to call it healing it's like just stages that we go through and we evolve from but Mm. I've just evolved myself from just some very very interesting times in life like you know growing up I remember it was like as a kid I was I was you know kind of I guess naturally gifted um, intellectually in certain things where I was known and to get straight A's or this that and it was like studying wasn't hard for me ever you know and I had I was lucky to have friends around me um, that you know were kind of like that and stuff like that but honestly growing up in a society to um, said you know you can only imagine where um, a lot of people I guess like like us you know we never feel like we fit in so I was the only child I never had brothers and sisters a lot of shit had to be figured out on my own like I said my parents they barely had any education or anything um and so a lot of stuff seek on my own and so knowledge of self was something like to be honest with you it just kind of really really started so young for me I've always known like I remember being five years old trying to move something with my mind like I don't know <laughs> why I was trying to do that but like you know we're using my hands and I remember like having superpowers and it's almost as if like in my past life I had these I'm trying to use them again, you know. And um, but all in all, you know, it's like um, through middle school and high school, I was going through. 
challenging times. Like people, um, like from, from like rejections to um, just like, you know, people, people you think your friends are just like really not your friends, being backstabbed and all this stuff to even like in the dating world imagine and you know um having quote quote abuse in your life and certain things like that it really a lot of shadows like uh, and so you know mm. through all that and everything you know being younger before it was so easy to point fingers at other people but when i started to realize that knowledge of self is within you and that you know everything that we create in our universe is because of who we are on the inside that's when i was like okay i need to like really really mm. quote quote evolve from just all of this and transmute this into something else you know and so a perfect example of how i can see where i'm at in life is like who am i attracting right now who what kind of people am i bringing into today you know and so that's a great way to see where you are in life and stuff and so right now in this journey be honest with you i don't know anything you know the more i learn the more i realize how little i know and i'm gonna always forever be a student like forever you know until until yes. even the day I, I i transcend in this lifetime i'm always gonna be a student because then you know i'm gonna go somewhere else and get other information and so all the information is just i feel collective or like the collective you know and so i i really I do is going to transform the world outside, you know, not just me, but anybody that's on this path and this journey knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, it, it goes beyond the ego. It goes beyond what you're here to do. Like what we're here to do is for the collective. Every time somebody has the, the balls to like up and leave a abusive relationship is for the greater collective. Anytime stand notice something you know is for the greater collective like so you know just really realizing like hey every choice that i make is for that you know that's what motivates me because i really do want to be the world a greater place and however i can and you know whether if that means like empowering people to like making sure children are you know in a better place however i'm being called to i'm gonna keep following that amen amen Yes. Um, like growing up under like parents who practice Buddhism, um, mm -hmm. how does that affect your approach in your life coaching? Or this was was Buddhism a huge influence in your life growing up? Like, and how does mm -hmm. that affect you now in your, in your healing and just how you see your life as a life coach? Yeah, yeah. So you know what? What's cool about like Buddhism is that like, well, first of all, I mean, my parents like my dad wasn't as much as my mom, but my mom definitely did all like the, the incense prayers and um, you know, and the different days that certain things fall under. Like we have like celebration of the dead and certain things like that where we burn things that are like we burn money that supposes um you know it sends to our ancestors or you burn certain items that it transcends your and certain things like that so it's been in my life like my whole life in that sense um but honestly I didn't really really take it deep and serious until like later on you know when I started so-called going through the hardships in my life I realized it's like it was like almost as if God was like okay you're being so disrespectful and you're forgetting who you are and, and like what you're here to do I mean even like um just being completely honest like having different moments where you get to like realize like hey you know addictions is because you're transmute or ignore what was really happening in your life you know and so i've even mm. had certain uh episodes of certain parts of my life where you know because i have an addictive personality you know and it could be on anything mm -hmm. like just in general it could even be working out like if i get so into something i'll be on it <laughs> you know what i mean so i had to like figure out like ways like okay how can i use this personality into something greater you know and so when you end up falling into places and so um i don't know if this goes for I, I don't like to call think people say light workers or whatever and stuff like that but you know as somebody that's like I guess um of like of light or you know I've always I've attracted a lot of so-called dark energies around me and so a lot of people that so-called need 
something and I realized you know I was internalizing a lot of the people that um, came to me for these things you know and they became like my boyfriends or certain things or just like friends and stuff but then I started realizing your their patterns or their behaviors or what they were doing you know it was actually like something I cannot be around and so mm. you know with that being said like I was like man like I really need to like change myself so that that way I can be in the right path that I'm supposed to be on and so it was almost as if God put me in some of the most crazy crazy situations in my life that you know one day I'll probably write a book on it uh, when I feel called to but it's just like you know you you would never let's just say you would never think sometimes you could ever be in certain situations until you're really in it you know and oh, when you're yeah. in it you're like damn this is what people mean you know but um but what I loved about being in all these so-called difficult and challenging times in my life is that it taught me so much and where I'm able to use them in the way that when I connect with people when people talk about anything like uh, I mean not that I was ever quote like on heroin or something like that but even then like you know if I meet people that are on stuff like that whatever I can feel their pain I know what they're going through I know why you know and like opposed to if like there's certain counselors or certain people they they just read shit off the books it's really not what you read it's, it's just like way beyond that you have to really experience some some shit in your life to be able to speak on it you know and so it's kind of like you know how could you um teach somebody something if you've never even tried it yourself like so i think um all again all of that was for a purpose and so i had to do all this work and, and still am in a lot of ways because it, it, it just comes in layers man it comes yeah. in layers as you know so so yeah, it, it's an ongoing thing and, I, and I'm learning all the time and, um, but you know, evolving from that, I just know like where I'm at now, gosh, like if I didn't go through whatever I went through before, I would not be here. Mm. Oh, yes, yes. I think all that stuff teaches you about yourself, about mm -hmm. um, what are you willing to tolerate and what are you not willing to tolerate. Yeah. Um, I think it also teaches us about boundaries big and, time and how much we have to set them daily not once a month but every mm -hmm. day you gotta right. set boundaries every day man amen um, <laughs> amen uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and i'm sure okay so when the, the topic of mental health has definitely been in the more like forefront of the united states like it's obvious people are suffering through mental health issues especially mm -hmm. these last two three years yes it's, it's also becoming an industry yeah and one of the things i noticed is that when you did this video one time and mm -hmm. you were ba basically calling out people that's taking advantage of their business practices yep. thinking thinking we're not gonna find out about the dirt that they do right and um, <laughs> you, you and you know what you're that's that's a, that's the that's the tupac kanye gemini in you right <laughs> that's not scared that's not scared to be a rebel because see sometimes gemini's have to be willing to be hated it's the mm -hmm. truth you like like you guys will say what you want and you guys are willing to face the consequences too um, yeah what inspired you to call out some people in the community mm -hmm. that that's been taking advantage and people and they think they're not we're not gonna find out yeah well, I mean, what is <laughs> you know uh, you know i'm gonna be honest with that one is yeah. when you're in the so-called <laughs> community and you yeah. just see like you just see through people like yeah. you can't even you can't even fake it and so now at this point i just i'm one of those people like look like that I have always been that person um, even when I was younger I guess maybe it's because too like you know again just going back to like not only is it like me being cultured um, you know challenged when I came to America and stuff right but being quote quote 410 or certain things like you know like I've had many experiences of my life where people so-called like try to belittle me because of my mm. height because of the way I look because I'm a woman because so many things and I mean anybody that knows what I look like like I look like this so-called cute little girl innocent ish or you know until you know me and you're my real friend and i'm not saying i'm not innocent but i'm just saying like people would think i'm a timid mm -hmm. soft 
whatever you know Asian until my mouth speaks right and so <laughs> there's a lot of times it's like it, it really made me into that person like to the point where at one point I mean look I dealt with anger issues, you know, mm. because of so many people pushing me and mm. with growing up that like it pushed me to be like a, a bitch. Like I've been a bitch to in my relationships to people too, you know, people that have been like so sweet to me, whatever and stuff. And then I had it turned back to me before mm. too. And then I'm like, whoa, okay, so this is how it feels. This is what it looks like, X, Y, Z, you know, but all in all, you know, it doesn't matter what role we're playing. The point is, is like, you know, being pushed to that level. And then now I think passing all that, going beyond. And, you know, I'm not saying like, I don't quote, quote, get mad or something sometimes, but I'm able to check myself to where like, I wouldn't just call like people names or put them mm. down or anything like that. But mm. I just see like, look, I've been there where people have been like, putting me down that when I see people getting taken advantage of I'm just really big on justice man like I'm mm. really I'm a righteous person naturally and I hate looking at people getting taken advantage of not to mm. mention our society like you said you know when it comes to the whole mental health stuff when you really start to look and expand and see how the greater consciousness has been and is being taken advantage of left and right from the low income families to like you know all the people the so called color uh, people that they called minorities when we're the majorities like the fact that you even call us minorities is crazy to me because mm. we're not a minority look at how many are all out here okay um so it's just like being situations like that i start to realize like look like this is um this is enough you know and so in the spiritual community i feel you know it really called to me to speak up on that is because we're at that point where I just don't want people to get taken advantage of where their mind, their mental, as if they're not already confused enough with this so-called my in our lives i'm not gonna even label it like all the names that people call it this this big transition right now this happened mm. in the past couple years mm. it's really already a mental warfare in itself you know like thinking not people aren't thinking about what kids are going to be thinking about when they grow up they had to wear masks being three years old or as a baby whatever xyz what do you think that's doing to their minds what do you think that's doing to their brains and then you know with us we're all children no matter what like obviously from the ages one through five you're most effective because that is where you develop about 75 percent of your personality but beyond that you know we're always learning and growing and absorbing information and as energy as beings we are always always absorbing information so you know i just feel like when people in the spiritual community are taking advantage of people by selling people on programs and things when they still need help and healing doing all this stuff and taking advantage and just like you know saying that they have all the knowledge and all the wisdom but the, but the real teachers and the real people that are really so-called tell you you have the answers inside of you okay mm -hmm. it's not about all these other things like yes of course i'm not saying these self-help books and certain things they don't help you all they're here to do is remind you what you already know that's the whole point you know and yeah we can go deep and say oh but, but yeah you know when, when you learn about other esoteric stuff and symbols and all that of course you know that's a thing but i'm just saying like when it comes to actual solutions for who you are like you have the answers inside of you. So you don't need to go to all these gurus and people that are gonna like try to sell you on their shit. Like there, no, but you should not submit to anyone or put anyone on a pedestal, like period. You know, like the only person you should put on a pedestal is yourself and your connection to spirit or the universe or whatever you wanna call it. So, you know, that's how I feel about that at least. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Now, it was a good point what you said what kids went through these past couple of years and as, mm -hmm. as, as, as a society, all of us, as a whole. Right. Um, we lost a lot of people. We lost so many people these last couple of years because of the pandemic, health mm -hmm. issues. Uh, there was just a lot of social justice issues going on in America, yep. racial, racial hate crime. Um, there's just a lot, a lot going on. And what, with your job as a life coach, um, what did you notice? What are the top three things people really struggled with these past two, three years? Like, mm. what was really present in people? Yeah, okay. So I would say 
pity within themselves mm. is one of them. Trauma, mm. I mean, and trauma could become in all forms and just like relationships, you know, mm. like questioning their relationships within their cells, their family, um, mm. you know, um, to lovers. And, you know, and, and it's almost as if like a lot of people realizing that they've been on autopilot this whole time mm. and waking up to the fact that a lot of things, what they were told were lies. And so now mm. they're trying to like wake up to all this and really still function as a so-called normal human being. And, you know, for the ones that are going on a nine to five and then like realizing, dude, I don't even want to do this, you know, a lot of stuff like that. And so um, a lot of people, including myself, I, you know, I, I started realizing, you know, later on, it's like, dude, like I like society made me in a way, you know, and you kind of have to like, they call it the matrix and stuff, right? And you almost have to like get out of the matrix in your own way. Like you can't really get out, get out as far as like, obviously like until you get your own land, your own farming, even all that, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things that goes with that, that you need to really make sure your ducks are in the order to like live off the grid, right? But until then, I mean, we're connected to all this. And so a lot of people like they they came to me just like pretty much saying like dude i don't even know what i want to be anymore just like mm. you know they're they realize like oh my god i didn't realize that you know i went through xyz this this that since i was a child and this 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 that and then now i'm here and now now they're barely facing all the shit they've been running away from and you know i've i've been there i i get it i know how that feels and you know and even sometimes you i wake up to it even deeper you know it's just it, it goes so deep everything you've you've learned um being indoctrinated you know and like there's there's so many um there's like you know a small percentage of people um and actually a good amount of percentage and the ones that really really know are actually the really 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 wealthy they don't put their kids in like in school like that they they do private uh you know homeschool and stuff like that and like you know because you you start to realize a lot of this information they feed you i mean who told you that they need to teach you all this stuff you know like how what how much percentage of what you actually learned in school do you actually use today right to mm. just to just like work right um the only time i believe that you really need to so-called go to school is if you need to be licensed to do something in this world that you feel very called to like being a lawyer being a doctor a nurse or something like that obviously i wouldn't want anyone practicing any of that stuff without getting licensed right but but a lot of other stuff you start to learn you know it's all about who you know and networking and all the things and so you know but a lot of people they don't know that and they go to school they do all this stuff and then when they get out they're so confused you know or they start doing their job and then they're like wait i don't even want to do this and now they're stuck in it because this is their so-called bread and butter you know and mm -hmm. um until you get out of that and just like like realize like mm. either number one you're called to do something you're here to be an entrepreneur of whatever craft you feel or or whatever you know it's almost as if like they've always ignored the signs that you know we're all powerful creators and that's how i got the quote of just you know what i use for gemavision like i really feel that we are that and that everybody is a part you know we're just we're just stardust in the universe you know what uh -huh. i mean you really yes. zoom us out like we're literally <laughs> yeah, right and so sometimes yes. we create our issues in our minds thinking so much deeper when it's like look chill out like you're this you're just a speck you're like yeah we're important in the way of like you know but don't take it so serious yes. <laughs> so yeah and i have to check myself sometimes on that too you know again it's like it's just, you know, reminding yourself that, which is why grounding is so important daily, you know, whatever that means for you. I'm not going to even be here to tell people, hey, you need to meditate every day. Like, you know, meditation can come in all forms. You know, if that means you exercising, if that means you literally sitting and meditating, if that means you being outside and grounding, if whatever that is, you know, to just like yeah. practices where you can really connect with yourself and knowing that you're just a part of this big 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 ass universe yes yeah. stress will kill you depression mm -hmm. will, depression will kill you right and for all those who are tuning in and like you know i've had my share of, of some intensive therapy throughout my life and these definitely these past several months especially yes. during the pandemic just going through my own therapy mm -hmm. and i 
it's guys it's worth it to find out what's your triggers yep <laughs> why are those your triggers mm-hmm. um how to communicate to your partner why you're triggered um and just the root of your anxiety and depression and all that i think it's worth to explore you know amen <laughs> If you want to get, if you want to be a better person, if if you're about self growth, and you're right, me, it's never gonna stop. We, we mm-hmm. gotta keep, we gotta keep learning because mm-hmm. not not only we're getting older and we're changing, but the world is also getting older and it's definitely changing rapidly every day. This world, just the society, like what we have to face every day, right? Amen, amen. Yeah, it does not stop. And anytime you feel like you've got you're done, that's the ego talking. You know, that's mm. like your ego telling you like, "Oh, because the ego always thinks it's bigger than what like you are." And sometimes it's like you just you all number one, sometimes like there's a there's some people that are like, "Oh, you got to get rid of the ego." No, you got to be friends with your ego. You know, you got to make your ego feel comfortable so that that way it works with you instead of against you. Um, so, so yeah, so yeah, just humbling yourself and, um, and like I said, you know, sometimes those hard or challenging times in our lives, they come to us because maybe our egos got too big, you know, Mm. and you started thinking you're too much of the shit when really it's like the universe telling you, no, no bitch, chill out. Like (laughs) actually you're, you're just a little, you know, like, but with all love and respect at the same time, you know? And so, you know, facing humility in that ass, just like realizing like, you know what, like, I'm just here and yes, I'm here to create the life that I feel I need to create for myself, but more so the bigger picture is I need to serve the collective consciousness. Okay. Like everyone in this world is our brother and sister. You know, how do you treat the person next to you? How do you treat the stranger? You know, when you're in the car, do you let people in? Are you being an asshole and just like, you know, cutting people off? And to, I mean, everything, everything is energy, you know, and really like reminding yourself, like I, you know, like, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. It's so simple, but you know, um, and because of the, like you said, you know, it's just the things people go through. It makes people kind of bitter or they just, you know, they start to think separate of themselves. But honestly, like the, the sooner everybody really, really knows that and sees that and just believes in it and lives it is when we will like it'll, everything will shift and naturally, naturally it, it, it is. So, yeah, no doubt. Now, last but not the least, I want to talk about the Ask the Vegan and Holistic pop-up events that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most interesting things is I, I thought this whole time, like you were you're you're living in San Diego and you're residing here, but what's what's even more of a trip is like, man, you're doing this from out of town. Totally <laughs> to Ask the, right? Um, so what so because I know you've been doing it you've been doing it consistently for 2021 i i saw you yeah. do the events like at least yeah. once a month out here mm-hmm. um yes. when did you when did you start doing the san diego events yeah yeah i mean and honestly so i did live in san diego for a couple months and you know mm. the universe brought me there and san diego is such a beautiful city i feel like in a lot of ways again you know it's just so chill and you know it's beautiful obviously the beach and everything but the the community is kind of already set with like a lot of so-called spiritual people right and um but the even even with that though you know um it was actually june um of yeah last year and so um it was an idea that was inspired by the universe that just would not go away or leave my head and so it was one of those things like even started doing it I mean I felt like I was out of my body and like for for the first couple events I didn't even believe I was doing it as far as like I was just doing it but I didn't know that I was actually doing it but the universe was using me to do it and what I mean is like the people that came together I mean the vendors and everything I mean it's beautiful and obviously that's how I met you right and Mm -hmm. um so it's just like one of those things like um when I I I started noticing just how much the community needs it and obviously there's so many other um vegan uh events and things like that now too around and I felt like it was just something that I needed to keep consistent but right now as you can see I haven't been really doing it like month to month to month and the last one was like the one 
one year anniversary. And so I just feel like, you know, a part of it too is like being intentional about where I'm putting my energy and when I'm doing it. And I know a part of it is about consistency, but another thing is like, obviously with these events they do take a lot of time and they do take a lot of energy you know and i always want to align myself with like the perfect venue the perfect um place and where it would just be good for for everyone you know i don't i definitely don't do it for like the trust me man there's it's not like the money in it like that (laughs) you know what i mean and yeah um there if anything sometimes i've like really quote quote over budgeted you know to where i'm investing in the community and stuff and so um but yeah but even with that now i'm like recognizing you know i want to make sure that i turn vegan holistic into like an actual brand you know where people can come to now and that's why i've been doing like these the interviews with like the people i've been called to or drawn to and all the things because i just want this to be more of a community where people can see that you don't have to be vegan and i I, and honestly that word vegan is just uh you know i know a lot of people like look at it like uh, but um but knowing that there's just different options and that there is alternative like you know um holistic stuff that people can do or um having the small businesses to other like companies that are in this lane i just want everybody to be recognized the way they need to and the way they 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 should you know um from everything from like your chiropractors to tarot readers to you know the people the amazing like the plant-based foods like i just want everyone to be seen because it and, and I just feel like, you know, it makes me happy when people actually connect together. And that was like one of my main things to like why I kept doing it is because people told me, um, you know, that they met other amazing people through so, that. I was like, you know what? This is not for me. You know, this is for the collective again. And so that was my joy and why I started and continue doing the events, even when I moved outside of, uh, you know, Uh, San Diego. Yes. And one of the things that I love about it is that you're providing a platform for independent uh, business owners out here in San Diego um, that that can like showcase your product and also providing a platform for um, hip hop artists and DJs to spin their music. We really appreciate that, mate. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, Marlon. (laughs) Um. 2022 is almost done. We're like maybe four more months. Um, What are you trying to accomplish for the rest of the year for 2022? Yeah, you know, just really dialing in and um, with what I was telling you about expanding Vegan Holistic and making sure that it's actually a community platform, you know, kind of like cleaning that up, making sure that it's ready for that, um, for just from the website to the whole around that you know and being very set in my intentions of like how can I myself in the way where I'm using who I am as a way to connect this in a deeper level you know um being able to make the connections that I need to to and just kind of like set everything to prepare for the next year because I feel like there's so many amazing people still that I have and I to connect with and meet that the universe sending and wills continue to me so that that way all of it is just going to come together in just big expansive ways you know like my greater greatest greatest mission and I don't know how everything is going to all happen but it's going to happen is just making sure that I'm able to use my presence internationally in this world to where I can help children and women and not to leave out men but the reason why I say women is because women are naturally the creators and the birthers of things and there's a lot of things around women and where a lot of us have forgotten who we are and we've dimmed our light and just all the things that we've done in our lives it's like a lot of women have not received the credit they deserve and when they do receive credit no offense it's like sometimes it's not for the good 
things <laughs> you know like mm. and it's for like you know like shaking their ass or sexually and and and, and stuff like that and i'm not saying that that's all because obviously you have amazing people like oprah and just like amazing amazing people but um with all that to say though you know there needs to be more and so when women feel good you know naturally we're like we're here to receive you know and so we when women feel good they will treat men better and then they'll treat the babies better and then it all goes in a cycle you know and so mm. um the, they're the wisdom of the world you know and so men they do provide knowledge they provide resources and all this stuff and i'm not saying women don't uh, provide those things too but if the women feel empowered to do so they just make everything so much more magical you know and we can go so much more deeper on that topic and stuff like that right but it's just like i feel like collectively i just want to make sure that this is something that is in my mission and where in the long term whatever i do whatever i create is going to fall and make sure that you know that's something that's highlighted and so so yeah really just tapping in with that and how that's going to happen dope what's your advice for upcoming life coaches or, or counselors who's trying to get into the mental health field um what's your advice for them tips to start this yes heal yourself first yeah definitely definitely you know um humble yourself and really allow yourself to go through all your transitions and things and again i know it's an ongoing process but stop trying to help people when you're not ready and you know and that's why in a way for me it's like certain times and certain periods like the past year i really had to i was starting to make youtube videos and certain things and speaking and stuff like that but then i just you know i felt like there was certain parts i was like okay i need to shut down right now and not because i don't want to be out there and helping and spreading my light but you cannot give to anyone when your cup is running low like if you have a half cup how are you gonna feed the village with your half cup full you know right. like it's okay to go in hermit mode and retreat back hold on let me let me let me you know upgrade all this and then i can bring it back out um yes. and so so with that that's number one and number two stop trying to attract clients through like for money purposes do it because mm. you want to do it do it because you feel called to do it do it because you know you know that this is your calling in the way where it's not like you're trying to get money like so at least for me this is how i feel right but again everyone's different some people obviously they go through these programs and i'm not saying that the business side and all of it isn't like a big part of it obviously it is you know you need to strategize you need to have a plan you need to have your program whatever it is you know but again I just feel naturally in general it has to be genuine like roles like this it has to be genuine <laughs> you know so so yeah yeah and I think if your your heart and intention is in the right place the more it will attract money anyway exactly and, uh, period and people can see right through you too if they know that your intentions are, and your motives are wrong right <laughs> exactly um, Last but not the least, I know you're passionate about the dance culture. Be, I know you can be girl, you can be boy. I was just wondering, like, uh, the culture of breakdancing and just mm -hmm. the hip hop uh, culture, like, have you ever thought about maybe throwing um, a breakdancing jam for B girls, <laughs> like a like a, just a session, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and actually I have. I have and Yes, yes, and I just know so many dope, amazing, legendary people, you know, rest in peace to Shabadoo. You know, it's like um one of the thing is that, you know, Shabadoo, for anybody knows, he's the godfather of funk and just like, you know, locking and he's such an amazing amazing spirit and i was so so lucky to have connected with him he's definitely somebody i would consider in such a short time became a mentor for me but he passed away we were supposed to start a video cast and he wanted to make me the mental health person and in where you know i share recipes or just giving mental advice and stuff like that and literally you know we had the scripts ready and all the things and he had a setup ready i went and you know just saw all the he's just such a light you know and 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 the biggest thing shaba really had taught me was he said you gotta live every day full out. 
every mm-hmm. moment you gotta like live it as if you're not at practice mm-hmm. and so you know with that being said it's like I I am so blessed to have and connect with so many great amazing people like that and just seeing like them use their bodies in the ways where not only are they performing but they've like really expanded into the community like that I want to continue to see that um, going and I see so many amazing dancers nowadays you know that and it's just like the styles have changed and all the things but I'm still connected with a lot of a lot of great amazing b-boys and b-girls and poppers and whackers and all this stuff and I I do have that intention you know how how it's gonna happen I'm gonna let the universe unfold that you know but I've definitely thought about it and um and yeah you know whoever wants to collab on that definitely hit me up uh but for sure for sure it's something that I feel like would be really dope in the community and just to like growing so yes 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 san diego is definitely ready for your next event Ming. and um, <laughs> thank we support you. you and thanks for everything you've done for the community and thank you so much for doing this for real yes. and, uh, i'm gonna hit you back on the text right now as soon as we hang up all right yes peace thank you so much marlon and thank you so much for everyone tuning in and just like Make sure whatever whatever you do, do it full out, like I said, and just live it, love it, and, and just be happy and vibe, period. I wish you nothing but success and prosperity for the rest of the year, and uh, let's keep in touch, mate. No doubt. Thank you. You too, brother. Peace. Yes. Peace, <laughs> peace. Laters.